Welcome to the Will and Aaron Show with William Kramer and my co-host Aaron Bontrager. A sports show where we discuss high school local sports in South Bend and Elkhart counties, plus the NIC and NLC conferences, as well as college and pro sports. In today's first ever episode, we will preview Indiana high school football starting with the Northern Lakes Conference, as well as Fairfield High School. Aaron will provide information on the head coach, recap last year's season, key losses, returners, and newcomers, team strategy, look at the 2022 schedule, discuss the big picture, and do a buy or sell segment at the end for each team. First up, we have the Plymouth Rockies, coached by Adam Handley. He has an overall record of 14-26, and 26, four years at Wabash, and this is his first season at Plymouth. Um, they're coming off a winless season, their worst in program history, and also Coach John Barron stepped down after 17 years of guiding the Rockies. Their offensive numbers, they averaged 10 points a game, 119 rushing yards, and 88 passing yards. Defensive stats, they averaged 40 points, given up 40 points a game. They gave up 22, or sorry, 223 rushing yards and 102 passing yards a game. Some key losses, they're losing about five two-way linemen. They're starting quarterback, running back, and three wide receivers. Some key returners, they have Matthew McCrum, uh, senior running back and linebacker. Michael Sheely, senior wideout and linebacker. Thad Pletcher, uh, the center, starting center, who's a senior. Anthony Pope, junior offensive lineman and defensive lineman. David Sills, junior defensive lineman. And Chris Johnson, another anchor of their D-line. Their strategy, they, f- they run a basic spread attack on offense. They run a 4-3 on the defensive side of the ball. The Rockies will have a lot of players expanding their roles and taking on more snaps, both offensively and defensively. Their schedule this year, um, they open with really, really tough road games in East Noble, Kokomo, and Warsaw. East Noble, who went 6-3 and three a season ago, and beat up on the Rockies. Uh, this was the most points scored on Plymouth all year at 56. And Kokomo week in week two, who went eight and three in 2021, defeated the Rockies 41 to six. And Warsaw, of course, is a strong conference contender this year. Really, their important games this season will be in September when they have Wawasee come visit the Rock Pile, and then. They travel to Goshen to take on the Red Hawks. If they can pull out these two games, it'll be huge to build some momentum for their offseason and future. So definitely a rebuilding process under Coach Handley. Um, it's a hard to imagine this program being at the bottom for long or struggle for long. Um, I think the players should focus really on getting better each practice, quarter, and game. I've been a part of some losing seasons as an underclassman, and it can be very hard in every way. So I think players will focus, hopefully focus in on buying into Coach Hanley's systems 
And I think that's a good strategy because he's obviously, if you look back in his coaching record, he posted a winning record in 2020 or helped Wabash get that first winning record in uh, 2020 with six wins. Yeah, so it's it's a, it's it should be exciting to see the growth of this program this year under a new head coach. Um, they have some experience. Hopefully, they can build some momentum for the program. Yeah, and we'll see if they can make any noise noise later in the season. So, Aaron, let's do a buy it and sell question. The average win total for the first year head coaches in the history of Plymouth Rocky football is 3.6 wins. Again, we're talking about first-year head coaches. Aaron, are you buying or selling that this first-year head coach and Adam Hanley will win more than three games? I'm going to sell it. Because I think the conference and schedule that Plymouth has is going to be hard to make that jump in year one. Um, I like them to get two wins, but hopefully they can prove me wrong. So I'm going to sell. All right, next up we have Wawa C, coached by John Ritabu, who, who has an overall record at 6-24. and 24. This is his fourth season at Wallace C. Last year, they had a tough season with one win against Plymouth. They fell to Goshen by three points. Uh, some offensive numbers, they averaged about nine points per contest, 95 rushing yards and 57 passing yards. Their defense allowed 37 points on average, 252 rushing yards and 129 yards through the air they're losing some key contributors quarterback db lucas ringler uh, they also are losing dryden hernandez two-way lineman that's now playing at carthage uh, nathan larson wide out and linebacker who's now playing at trying they are however returning jackson brown senior quarterback Braden kelly junior running back and linebacker Cameron Zimmerman, senior running back, linebacker. Hunter Tinky, who's a junior, uh, wide out DB, kick returner. And Chance Flannery, senior offense, defense lineman, kind of leads their lineman. Another important defensive returners are Aiden Merkler on the D line, David Anderson, another senior leading the linebackers, Tinky, and Brady Russell, our seniors that lead the secondary. Some new key, uh, newcomers to keep an eye on are Derek Bontrager, who's a junior, plays wide receiver and defensive back. Uh, Lucas Linder, another junior, who's a wide out and DB as well. As far as strategy, the Warriors want to possess the football. They want to take a step in being more effective at complementary football. They run a pro-style offense, multiple formations, um, their defense of system is a four-two-five, so two linebackers and five DBs flying around to make plays. They return six starters. Yeah, their schedule 
is a, it starts off with the pouring games, according to Coach. Um, they open with Tippy Valley, which is always a good setting the tone to their season. It'll tell him a lot about his team. He also mentioned to us that their conference opener versus Goshen will be a key game. And then the other uh, other two games, of the, including the first four, are huge. They could be winnable with West Noble, Goshen, and Plymouth as well. I kind of already said that. Anyways, a Coach will be calling on a strong senior class and his experienced junior class to come out and leave a mark on this program. And this program hasn't had a season above 500 since 2014. I got. I just got to add, because I am looking at the schedule right now, Aaron. Uh, they have to win games in that first part of the season, because that back half of the schedule is brutal. Just absolutely brutal. Concord, Northridge that went to the state finals last year. Warsaw, you know, Coach Bird is, is always... Got his teams uh, running at a high high level, and then the Panthers, Northwood, and Mishawaka with Coach Kinder. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a tough back uh, back of the end schedule there. Yeah, the NLC slate's brutal, <laughs> for sure. But I I think some positives. Uh, you could I think this team could surprise some teams. More so in playing harder for four quarters, maybe not showing up in the wins and losses, but they do have a lot of experience returning, or I wouldn't say a lot, maybe good experience on both sides, and I think they're ready to bounce back. Listening to them in their media day, they sound like they have their mindset right. So yeah, I'd look for them to grow on their win total, which I mean, it's kind of saying the obvious. One win, I think it's doable that they could get to that three wins. Four would be probably my ceiling for this team just because of, like, what you just said. Uh, the back half of their schedule is no. It's going to be brutal. So if they start fast, getting that three to four wins could be a real success for this team. I will, I will say this. If... Like you just mentioned, if they can get to that three-win total, that would actually match their most wins since 2020 when they won three games that year. So who knows? They might be in the bag, have a couple more wins, more than they have in the years past. Yeah, I think I think they'll need – this might be the year they have some some luck on their side with just the past two seasons in general with – COVID and the pandemic, so yeah. The linemen, if you look at uh, the linemen, I think the biggest question mark to me is how are the linemen going to perform, especially the new linemen, because they're losing, as you just mentioned, they're losing three two-way starters. Three two-way starters. That means offense and defense, we've got three new guys who are going to have to prove every night that they can uh, perform at a high level. So to me, the biggest question mark is, can the line block? Because they got two guys coming back, running backs, and they both had, what, two, three hundred yards apiece? That's nice. And then the quarterback's a senior, so you know he's seasoned, he's a veteran, he's this nice first rodeo. So, you know, can the linemen, the new linemen, perform 
along with a couple other returners. Yeah, that's a really, that's a great point. Um, I'm kind of biased being, well, I was undersized on athletic linemen. But, yes, football is one of the trenches. And for a lot of these teams, it's going to come down to the the guys with don't get all the headlines and the papers and the media. But You're so humble. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm only staying facts here. <laughs> So, we're ready for our buy and sell. Last year, Wabo City gave up 252 yards rushing per game. Buy or sell, Wabo City will give up less than 252 yards rushing per game this year. I'm going to buy that. I think they'll be able to strengthen their run defense. I think they should be able to improve on that average with six starters coming back. I think a strength of their team is their linebacking core. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of already mentioned this. Hearing that their seniors speak at one of the media days, I guess I wasn't there, but I heard on YouTube, you know, sounds like this group's determined to play full four quarters and leave a good mark on the program, help it get back, get back and strengthen. So I'm buying All right, next up we have the Goshen Redhawks, coached by Tom Wagaman. This is his 15th year coaching, and he has a 77-71 and 71 record. This will be his first season at his alma mater. Uh, just a little bit about their last year, 2021. The Coach Park era ended with a 4-6 and six record. They won some non-conference games to start the year at, with Fairfield and Clay. And then they bookended their season after, um, it's like five straight losses. They bookended their season with wins over Plymouth and Wallace C. Other highlights were they were within two scores of Concord. Uh, they played Northwood pretty tough. Offensive stats, let's see, they uh, gave they scored about 18 points per game. They rushed the ball about 102 yards per game, and they had 130 yards passing per game. Defensively, they gave up an average of 23 points and 205 rushing yards, 102 passing yards. Some key losses, um, they lost Roman Schrock, linebacker and running back. Braden Hinkle, a wide receiver. Some key returners, um, all-conference quarterback Quinn Bechtel is a senior, and he also plays DB. They have a couple seniors with expanding their roles. Uh, Adam Ellison leading the backfield. Noah Alford leading the wide receivers. Uh, another important player uh, on their O-line is Ryan Eldridge, a uh, junior who started his first two years, and he's also a defensive lineman. Yeah, it's funny because I just saw him. I work with his mom, and he was at our school, and he's he dwarfed me again, even when he was in seventh grade. So I'm glad I don't have to face him. Um, some newcomers to keep an eye on for the Red Hawks is senior Caden Hodge. Hodge, who's a defensive back, and then Max Kreider, a senior wide receiver. Uh, team strategy, so under Wagaman, they're going to run the spread attack. Um, 
they'll probably probably spread the ball around with their running back and wideouts. They have some experienced wide receivers that are looking to make a mark. Um, their O line, they they have some good solid experience up front with Eldridge and then Sam Mosness and Yabby Kurtz. Their defensive system, they run a 4-3, which has some uh, experienced players as well. Schedule, they start off with facing the team down the road, down US-33 with Fairfield. They come to Goshen. Um, But then they have an interesting matchup in Week 2 with a new Prairie squad, which will be a good test for them. Other key games is Mishawaka and Northridge will be coming to Foreman Field. Those will be a good measuring stick for year one of the Wagaman, Coach Wagaman era. And then they end with some road tests with Concord, Warsaw, and Northwood in the final two weeks of the regular season. Big picture, um, I mean, it's it's kind of exciting. I think if you're a Red Hawk fan, you got Tom Wagman back, uh, a, a graduate. You know, he's turned around two NLC teams. Can you make it a third? Like, can you pull that trifecta where he turned around Wallace C from 2007 to 2012? Then he took Northridge to new heights from 2013 to th- 2019. Capped off with a their first regional title in football in 2014. And I, I've got, I just got to add uh, how big that is to do. I mean, that's just not any school, Aaron. I mean, we're talking about two schools, and I don't want to offend anybody, but we're talking about Wawasee and Northridge. These are not known as football schools. In fact, both schools historically, if you look at their all-time record, um, Wawasee has has lost way, uh, more games than they won. Northridge is even uh, uh, a more stark contrast between losses and wins. So for for him to do what he did at those respective schools that you just mentioned, uh, that that's an incredible feat in itself. And I gotta say, I gotta give it to Goshen administration. This is an A plus hire. Um, and if you're a Goshen uh, Red Hot fan, you have to be very excited about your future with Coach Wagaman at the helm. Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, so it'll be exciting to see the growth in year one and how far they'll, he'll take this program. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think he mentioned in the Indiana Football Digest um, that if everyone embraces the change, that they will be successful this year. Which I, I think will, I think that's true because you know they were they played some tough teams last year and they played them pretty good. Yeah, so um, the last sectional title for Goshen was in two thousand. Their last winning season was in twenty sixteen. Like you were saying, well, I think they should be super excited to have Wagerman and his staff here to help rebuild, restore the tradition of Goshen football. Um, this year could be more about process than results. I could see it 
being that way, just like other teams that we've already mentioned. But also, I, I wouldn't be surprised with some of the experience and some of the, you know, the people making the plays on this team that they could go take a step up, move to that middle tier of the conference. Um, yeah, so I think a ceiling of six wins and a floor to like three or four wins is probably where I have them just based on what I've seen on paper. Yeah, it's going to be a great, great, uh, great to check in with this team as we go to see where they're at. So it's time to do our buy and sell. Uh, as you mentioned, Aaron, uh, the quarterback senior, Quinn Bechtel, threw for 1,185 yards. Score, uh, he threw for 10 touchdowns, also ran for 609 yards. Um, so, let me ask you, can Quinn repeat his performance from last year again this year? Are you buying that or are you selling that? I'm going to buy part of it. I think, I think his passing numbers will stay about the same. I could see him even building more on that. I could also I'm also saying selling his rushing yards and touchdowns just because I think Wagaman will like to spread the ball around as far as a rushing attack. And I think teams will probably key on stopping him from getting out of the pocket. So yeah, I think I kind of hedge my my uh, bet there. I say buy with the passing, sell with the rushing. You can listen to the Will and Aaron show podcast on Spotify. Apple, Google Play, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Will Aaron Show. The 50th Twitter follower will receive a free shout out from us on a future podcast. You can like the Will and Aaron Facebook page where you can comment on your posts, message us, write a review, and share our page. All right, next up, we're going to take a little break from the NLC and talk about the Fairfield Falcons out of the Northeast Corner Conference, the only Elkhart County team not in the NLC. Yeah, so the Falcons are coached by Matt Thacker, who's posted a 19-22 and 22 overall record. This is fifth season at Fairfield. Last year, they had a record of 4-6, and six, but they went 3-1 and one in their big division of the NECC to win the title there and then offensive numbers the only one that I could find was they average about 18 points a game their defense gave up about 21 points a game 138 rushing yards and 86 yards through the air some key losses are Brandon Helms a wide out DB who's going to be playing at St. Francis and Jonathan Estep, I think I apologies if I got that name wrong. D lineman running back who's playing at Trine this fall. Some really important returners. Of course, you gotta start with Carter Kitson, senior quarterback and defensive back. And then some talented juniors, Ethan Schmucker at running back, Michael Slaybaugh, running back in D B. And then we have Alex Hoffers, the junior wide receiver. 
Up front, we have Brock Berkey, senior center. Uh, Dayton Lockwood, another senior up front playing guard. And Jacob Melendez leading the defense at the linebacker position. So what kind of systems does the Falcons run? They run the flex bone attack led by their top passer and rusher, Carter Kitson. Defensively, they run the 42 defense, and they bring back 14 players who have started games for their defense. And I forgot to mention the newcomers. They got a mix of some seniors and juniors and a pretty big sophomore class. So the future looks bright for Fairfield. Their schedule, um, their coach really and their athletic department really beefed up their schedule. Um, Starting last year, they added Goshen, or not Goshen, but they added South Bend Adams, and they opened with Goshen. Um, So, yeah, I think a big picture-wise, or not big picture, big games to look at will be toss-up game at West Noble, who beat the Falcons last year. They look like they're bringing back a lot of experience and all-conference players. Another big game for the Falcons will be um, when they travel to a younger Angola team, a team they should beat on paper. And then they get Garrett, who's trending up, and a Lakeland team who's losing 12 key players. So now big picture for Fairfield, I think they have that experience and depth to repeat as the NECC Big Division champs. Of course, staying healthy and... um, Winning those couple non-conference games will be important to see if they can post an overall winning record and build some uh, belief, some momentum before postseason play where they they have a tough sectional, probably a really interesting sectional. Um, I have them going around five to six wins overall, and I definitely see them repeating as the big division winners for the NECC. So before we get into the buy and sell, you know, it's always the same story with Fairfield. It it, it might sound like I'm hating on them because I'm not. I know a lot of good people over there. Um, We all know it's a basketball school. Let's not kid ourselves, right? It's a basketball school. They they live and breathe basketball. and the problem for the Falcons is, it's really their conference, uh, the Northeast, uh, the NECC, right? Um, it's not historically a strong conference football-wise. Um, and Fairfield, I've been told, um, had a chance to get out of that conference uh, and and to join a different conference, a conference that included teams like uh, a Jimtown and John Glenn. Um, you know, uh, Bremen, um, and form a new conference. Now, I don't, I don't know for hundred percent sure if that's true or not, but the, historically, Fairfield has had some pretty solid teams. If you look at the record, you know, uh, there there were years where they go into the postseason undefeated or one loss, um, and there was a lot of hype, you know, and here comes the Falcons of Fairfield, and then boom, get blown up by Jimtown. Boom, blown out by Fort Wayne Lures, you know, uh, blown out by Marion, fill in the blank. Um, 
So yes, I, I you mentioned that the athletic director and the head coach, they recognize they have to beef up their non-conference schedule. I think they're starting to do that. The Adams game is uh, a good addition. Uh, they went after a 6A Southport team. Now granted, they went 0-9 last year, but it's still a 6A school, Indy school area. Um, I'm sure they won't be 0-9 this year. Um, and it all comes down to... Uh, yeah, winning the NECC Big Division will be due great. You know, that's awesome. But can you compete in Sectional 26 with the likes of Jimtown and Mary? That's what people want to know. And that's what they got to work towards. Can they do it this year? They got a lot of experience coming back. I like that about them. We'll have to see, though. So, okay, time for the buy and sell. Fairfield has a ton of experience coming back from a team that won four games last year and were competitive in some of their losses. With all of that experience and a beefed-up schedule to prepare them for Sectional 26, are you buying or selling that Fairfield will win eight games and make it to the Sectional Championship game? I'm going to sell that one. Um, I think... Eight games would be incredible, or eight wins would be incredible this year. Um, even with their beefed up schedule, I I just I just don't see them making it to the championship game of their sectional unless they avoid Jimtown and Marion to the last like their draw that's got to go their way. But the other teams in that sectional, I think they could beat. Um, until they prove it, I'm gonna sell that. But I, I am, pr I'm pretty strongly believe that they'll repeat in their division. Which, yeah. If you look at Sectional 26, you, you, like you said, you gotta hope that Jimtown and Marion on the opposite side of the bracket, and also hope that probably Knox is on the other side, and maybe even John Glenn. And then that leaves you with, um, it leaves you with Lakeland, Clay, and West Noble. Now, if that was a setup this year, okay, you know, let's roll the dice. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, it sounds like this is a little preview to our conference realignment episode. It could be. Could should Fairfield join a different conference, or where would you put them? I'm going to say yes to that. Let's go to that. <laughs> All right. Now we get back to the NLC with the Northridge Raiders, coached by Chad Epley in his second year. He's he's posted a record of 10-5 and five in his two seasons, all at Northridge. Well, we could probably spend, I could probably spend a whole episode talking about their magical season last year, but just to kind of recap, kind of a tale of two seasons, um, making it all the way down to the state finals, uh, their Class 4A state runner-up, uh, what is quite the magical run, I, I'm, you know, I can't, it's kind of surreal to even talk about it, but... Their overall record was ten and five. They went three and four in their conference. They averaged twenty-three points per game. 
They ran the ball for about 148 yards per game. And they passed, or they had 132 yards passing. Um, defensively, they gave up an average of 21 points, 137 rushing yards, and 109 passing yards. Key losses, um, quite a few of them, five players going on to college football. Um, linebacker, running back Ridge Howard, he'll be playing at Myrtle Beach Collegiate. Clint Walker, wide receiver, linebacker, now at Davenport. Michael Hostetler, quarterback, DB, who will be playing at Hanover. Evan Carr, uh, O-lineman at Trine. Trent Jensen, O-line, defensive lineman, also at Trine. Some key returners. You have all-state, all-conference QB tag got coming back to lead the Raiders. A couple upperclassmen in the backfield, uh, Ricky Lloyd, McLean Miller, look to lead the team as far as the running back spot. Uh, You have Harrison Kaufman, another senior running back. Jethro Hostetler, senior wide receiver. On the O-line, I would say a, a pretty big strength of this team. You have Wyatt Bowles, senior, plays both ways. Max Petersheim, one of the leaders on the defensive line. And then Philip Ankrum, another senior, plays both ways. And the linebacking core is led by Gott. Um, Cade Sands, senior DB wide receiver. And then Tyrus Thomas, senior defensive back and kick returner. Newcomers, they got a strong sophomore class looking to make a name for itself as well. They run the spread with seven starters back. Defensively, they run the 3-4 scheme with nine key players back. Schedule-wise, the Raiders travel to Mishawaka, which is I think is a pretty important game this year after... Mishawaka took it to them, wore them out last year. A lot of tough home games this year, so the upper echelon of the conference comes to Middlebury. Um, Will Northridge be seen as the hunted or the hunter in this conference? I think that's an interesting uh, storyline. Will teams circle them after they had a kind of an okay regular season and then had a magical postseason? I think that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Will Northridge maintain that focus or or trying to kind of clear what happened last year and try to build a whole new season? Um, Well, from what I've heard and been reading, uh, Coach, that's been his focus. That's his message to his team uh, that what they did last year was last year. Uh, they have not accomplished anything this year, and so their focus, their motivation should be solely focused on 2022. Yeah, definitely. I think if they can buy into that, it'll serve this team well as they look to kind of put a complete season together in the regular season and maybe make another run in their sectional. 
I think another big picture question is can the backs help Gott with the rushing load? I think, I mean, he's obviously he's young, but it's a pretty, he carried the load for this team, took them to state. Will the defense step up in NLC play? They gave up quite a few rushing yards, and I think with any team in this conference, you got to stop the run, really. Um, well, and I, I'm going to add this. Uh, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but if you look at their sectional, uh, Northwood is looming, uh, and we haven't gotten to Northwood yet, uh, but they have a lot of guy, key skilled players coming back. You know, they're, and they got a nice receiving core, quarterback, threw for a lot of yards last year. So my question is, um, you know, how well will the Northridge secondary hold up when it comes to November against if they have to face a team like a, a Northwood or any other team that can uh, pass? Because you know that Northridge is going to be pretty solid probably against the run. Can they hold up the secondary hold up in the in the secondary? Yeah, definitely. I think they have those returners, so hopefully that experience of getting beat by some teams pretty badly like Concord and Mishawaka and Warsaw. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see and, and Northwood of course. Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I think It'll be exciting to see how that shakes out. So my big picture, I think um, I think they're going to stay in that mix of the upper part of the conference. I see them improving to a five-win season, regular season. Or I'm sorry, a five-win five conference season and maybe a seven wins overall. I think they'll... I think they should beat their non-conference teams this year. Elkhart will be a tough game. Be good early test too. Yeah, so I think I think I like them to improve their regular season win total. I think they have that momentum, and sounds like I'm sure the players and coaches are motivated to make it another historic season. So I gotta say, uh, I have been to every single state championship game football. Since 1997, have not missed one. Uh, and over the years, I've always enjoyed when local teams make it down there. I think we carry, the community carries uh, 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 support. Um, and it was, so, it was such a neat thing to watch. Uh, Millbury, uh, the support from there, the, the excitement level. Um, I was at that Northridge uh, New Prairie game, and uh, I mean uh, it was just electric environment. Uh, I know I know how excited you were. I mean you're a Northridge grad, um, and um, it was it was a, a miracle, a miracle run. So uh, it's time for a buy and sell. Uh, Northridge last year in the regular season won games they should have won. They lost games they probably should have lost. But something clicked starting in the postseason, and that Northwood win in the in the playoffs was monumental. Now, Northridge fans will remember that Northwood actually smacked Northridge around forty-two to eight 
in the regular season. And then in the sectionals, it was a complete reversal where Northridge dominated that game. I think that stunned a lot of people, including myself. It probably surprised even some of the Raider faithful. After the Leo game, people were like, okay, well, maybe we can have a little more belief. But everyone knew what was looming ahead, and that was New Prairie Cougars. Now, as I mentioned, I was at the game. It was an incredible atmosphere. Given the historical run last year, Aaron, are you buying or selling that Northridge, your Raiders, will repeat as sectional 18 champions? I got to buy it. I can't go against my Raiders. Of course here. you got to buy it. <laughs> they won't accept you back at Middlebury if you say no. <laughs> Probably true. Um, if they, yeah. Yeah, I like them to repeat. Um, obviously, Northwood is looming through the conference and postseason. Couldn't be it any other way if you're from Middlebury. Um, and also St. Joe, I think... We'll get to them in a future episode. I think St. Joe's a team that will surprise a lot of people. Um, they could win that sectional. I think we both agree that Northwood, Northridge on Tier 1 for that. And then you have St. Joe by itself and then some rebuilding teams in the sectional. So I'm going to buy it. Eric buying, and yes, you're right, two words, two words for you. Coach Downey. Wow, he's going to make a huge impact. We'll get to him later. Um, I want to mention one more thing before we move on to our next team, the Northwood Panthers. Uh, Northridge has an opportunity to do something that has not been done since 2013 through 2015, which is, Aaron, have three straight winning seasons in a row. In fact, the record in the history of Northridge is they've won four straight, uh, I'm sorry, they had four straight seasons of winning seasons from 1974 to 1971. Uh, and so uh, that's an amazing thing to be able to say, wow, we, if they can have a winning season, which I think they will, they will have tied for the second longest streak in the history of Raider football. And then in 2023, they'll have opportunity to tie the all-time record of four straight winning season so good days for northridge football might i say is it becoming a football school i know uh coach radiker may not like to hear that but hey raider football guys before we get back to the panthers and of northwood i want to just correct myself about chad epley this will be his second season he went 10 and 5 in his first season all right, so Northwood's up next, um, coached by Nate Andrews. Coach Andrews has an overall record of 103 wins, 67 losses in his ninth season at Northwood. All right, so last year they went 5-5 five and five overall, 4-3 and three in their conference. Some key uh, games, memorable things. They lost a close overtime game to Concord. They beat Northridge in the regular season, and then, of course, they lost in the sectional opening round. 
Uh, offensively, they put up 24 points per game, 117 rushing yards, and uh, quite impressive, 220 yards through the air. Defensively, they gave up about 20 points per game, 198 rushing yards, and 109 yards through the air. They're losing key uh, nine or nine key seniors. They're returning all conference, or I'm sorry, honorable mention conference. Caden Lone, uh, he's a senior quarterback. They're also bringing back all NLC JJ Payne who brings the pain on both sides of the ball, wide receiver and DB. Uh, All-NLC linebacker and running back Ethan Evers. Uh, and then All-NLC wideout Tyron Tuggle. I think, apologies for not knowing how to pronounce his name. Uh, newcomers, you could look be on the lookout for Trevor Barrett. Also, Troy Cutter, senior tight end and linebacker. Offensive system, the Panthers run a multiple formation attack. Defensively, they run a 3-4. They got some experience in the key up front, in the middle, and secondary. Schedule-wise, they open up with Jimtown, which is always a competitive game. Concord and Warsaw come to Andrews Field this year. And then the revenge tour for the Panthers, they travel to Northridge or Mishawaka. I see them getting one of those games in the revenge tour. Um, Big picture-wise, I think this could be Northwood's year to really make some noise, both in the regular season and postseason. They have the skilled players coming back, all NLC-type players, really... Uh, I think I'm excited to see them air out the football again. Um, Can they stay healthy? I think is always a question, of course. Um, They may benefit from their schedule and that the top teams are coming. Most of them are coming to Northwood this year. And can they like play that full fourth four quarters against Concord, Mishawaka, Warsaw? Those will be, of course, storylines to look out for. And, yeah, I think another important thing is them stopping the run, just like every team in this conference. But, um, yeah, so I think this is an exciting year for Northwood. Before we get to the buy and sell, I want to do a fat chat on Northridge. Uh, I mentioned that they have a Northridge Raiders have a chance to win four in a row in 2023, pending that they have a winning season in 2022, uh, and that would match their all-time record from 1974. Uh, and I said 1971. Obviously, that doesn't make sense. I meant to say from 1974 to 1977. So I just wanted to put that in there. Okay, so buy and sell, Aaron. Northwood will be explosive on offense this year. All conference does up and down the roster. Northwood scored more than 40 points three times last year. Are you buying or selling that Northwood scores 40 or more points five or more times this year? 
I will buy that. Yeah, they're going to do that. I think it's. I think that's what this team is probably one of the most explosive teams offensively. So yeah, I th- I'm going to buy that. They're going to put up the numbers again. So Aaron, you're buying the Panthers score scoring forty or more point five times this or more this season. And I'm curious as we look at the schedule. I won't. I won't have you say which teams. But if you look at the schedule here, hmm, which five teams could that be? Now, if you're one of these uh, opponents of Northwood this year, uh, you know, good luck with your defensive scheme, your plan, um, because the Panthers are coming this year. Uh, if you are a fan, you got to come out on Friday nights uh, to watch these these this incredible offense. Um, put some numbers on the board. So this can be a lot of fun for the Panthers. If you are enjoying our podcast and want to donate, please find the donation link in our show notes. Any donation, no matter how small, will make a big difference in helping us bring you better quality podcast shows. All right, now we move to Mishawaka, the cavemen coached by Keith Kinder. He'll be starting his fifth season with the Cavemen. His overall record as a coach is 35-13. and Quick recap on the last campaign. They went 8-3 overall, 5-2 in the NLC. Uh, They took out Concord in a revenge game the first week of sectionals last year. They did, however, fall to Michigan City in the final. Um... Yeah, so offensively, they put up 39 points a game last year, 308 rushing yards, and they aired it out 45 yards per game. Defensively, they gave up about 16 points per game, 96 rushing yards, and 111 yards through the air. Key losses, they're losing eight key seniors, including quarterback Justin Fisher, who is now at Notre Dame. They're returning All-State, All-Conference, a pair of linemen in Dawson Nowacki and Tanner Parmley. Both of them play both ways. Uh, They're also returning Chase Gooden, senior running back, and junior QB Brady Fisher, who will be starting All-Conference uh, Isaac Valdez, a defensive back, is returning for the Cavemen. And they have some uh, five other seniors that are newcomers and five juniors who expect to make an impact. Strategy-wise, another another hit-you-in-the-mouth, flex-bone, run-heavy, smash-mouth football team. Um, they run a multiple defensive attack. Schedule-wise, they open with Mishawaka Marion on the road. And the, the Knights will be looking for revenge. Then they face St. Joe at home. Both games are intriguing. Always interesting games to open the year. Key road games will be at Warsaw and Concord. And the Cavemen will be looking to avenge their only conference losses in these contests. 
And they also have the Raiders and Panthers coming to Steel Stadium, which have those teams close the gap. Um, that'll be an interesting to see if that if that's true or not. And then the NLC schedule is a tough one that should help them get ready for sectionals. Big picture-wise, I think the Cavemen will get out of their sectional this year. On paper, they have this experience. They have um, the linemen. They have that that experience up front. And, yeah, I think Mishawaka could easily win the NLC outright. And I think I have them in that Tier 1 of teams, and then I like them to get seven or eight wins before sectional. So, Aaron, you are bullish on Keith Kinder's Mishawaka Cavemen for good reason. Uh, what a job Coach Kinder has done over the years at Mishawaka. Obviously going to the state finals um, in 2012. So, uh, do our buy and sell here. Last year, Mishawaka lost to Michigan City in the sectionals. Prior to that sectional loss, the Cayman won three straight sectional titles. Uh, buy or sell, Mishawaka will reclaim sectional 11 this year and win the title. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. I think this is the year that they get their 15th sectional championship. If you look at the sectional now that Michigan City is in a new one, they have a couple rebuilding teams in there, and then Concord, who I think isn't quite at that level, but they will be a tough team in postseason. So, yeah, I'm buying Mishawaka. I would agree with you. Concord, uh, we're going to get to them, uh, I believe, next. Uh, They obviously have lost a lot of uh, production from last year especially on, on uh, uh, both sides of the, lot, the defense offensive lines. Um, but never count out the Minutemen, especially when you have a head coach like they do and the staff that they do. Uh, they will only get better as the season goes on, and you don't, you never know. It, it could be a competitive game uh, in the sectional. Let's uh, forecast beyond the sectional just for fun here. Uh, the... There's two teams in Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne Snyder and Fort Wayne Dwinger. Dwinger, the stronger of the two. Uh, I like Dwinger to come out of sectional uh, 12. Uh, sectional 11 and 12 play each other, so that would be Mishawaka and Dwinger in the regional. Um, and that would be a fun game. Dwinger's uh, a run-heavy team, just like Mishawaka, though they do pass more than Mishawaka does. Um, if Mishawaka happened to beat Dwinger... Then you look at the semi-state, and you got Valparaiso, uh, who's been really good uh, last three or four years or so. And then uh, the rising hot team in Maryville Pirates. Uh, they made a nice run last year, I think, to semi-state, um, and uh, would probably face one of those two teams. Okay, uh, that wraps it up for the Mishawaka Cavemen football team. All right, we move on to Warsaw, the Tigers, coached by Bart Curtis, and this is his fifth season leading the Tigers. 
He has an overall record of 232 wins and 114 losses. Fifth season at Warsaw. Last year they went seven and three overall and six and one in the conference. They were close to being conference champions, but they lost to Concord the last game of the regular season. And then they lost to Carroll in the sectional. Offensively, they averaged 32 points a game, 319 rushing yards, and 27 passing yards. Defensively, they gave up 18 points per game, 90 rushing yards, and 124 passing yards. They have some key losses, nine linemen that include Isaiah Cortois. I probably got that wrong, sorry. It's going to Iwu and Kyle Dawson going to Taylor. Also losing Julius Jones, running back, D-back to St. Francis. So losing some players to the NAIA. And Aiden Binkard, linebacker, going to Iowa as well. Returning, they have Tucker Curtis, a senior quarterback. Uh, Jermaine Flores Ortega, a senior running back, is returning. Brock Farley, a senior at center. And Ashton Chilcutt, senior tackle. Key returners on the defense, uh, seniors Russ Winchester and Kyle Schackenberg up front. In the middle, you have all-conference seniors Johnny Bruitt and Nicholas Cadis, who are really good linebackers. Secondary, they have all-conference senior Theodore Kateris and fellow seniors Trey Kuntz and Morgan Johnson. Strategy-wise, they run the flexbone, run heavy. Another team that will test you for full four quarters. And then on the defensive side, they run a 30 multiple attack. So, yeah. Schedule-wise, they open up with a tough team in Michigan City who are led by an all-area and all-state running back, Jaden Hart. Then another tough 5A team in Chesterton will have a new starting quarterback, and that's all before their NLC schedule. They'll have two road games at Concord and Northwood after they open with Plymouth for the NLC. And then they get Mishawaka at home, and they end the season in Middlebury. Big picture-wise, um, Coach Curtis likes his team, and if they take care of the me, or forget the me and take care of the we, they can be a championship-caliber team by November which I think is on paper, it's clear that they're a favorite in the NLC. I have them in the top tier, and they could win this conference outright. So that means I have them grabbing seven or eight wins before sectional. They have some experience coming back and also some players looking to leave their mark in the program. They are in a brutal sectional, sectional two. Um, with Carroll, Elkhart, and Penn, I mean, well, well, we were just talking. We we not sure who the favorite is, but I like Warsaw. I think 
a good a good solid team to keep your eye on. Well, when I when I think of a uh, team that is coached by uh, Bart Curtis, uh, I have followed him uh, from you know his New Prairie days, uh, and he's a winner, and there's a reason for that. You know, uh, he he coaches for the right reasons. He coaches the right way. Uh, his players respect him. Um, and no doubt in my mind that he is uh, the reason why Warsaw won a sectional 2019, the only sectional championship in the entire history of Warsaw Tiger football. They've been playing football since 1901, so that should say something about that. Uh, so let's get to the buy or sell. Last year, Warsaw struggled against teams with good quarterback play. In fact, they were 1-3 record-wise against those four teams. Uh, you had Fisher from Mishawaka. Uh, uh, they actually won that game, Warsaw did. The other three, they lost. Dutton from Concord, Becker from Carroll, and Bush from Michigan City. This season, the Tigers will face Bush again from Michigan City. Northwoods, Caden Lone, and Tag Gott of Northridge. Are you buying or selling that Warsaw will go 3-0 against these three teams? I'm going to sell, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did go 3-0 against these teams. I could see them slipping up at one time. I think just a brutal schedule, so... Yeah, I'm going to sell it. I'll probably be wrong, but, you know. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press you a little bit and not let you off the hook. I'm going to ask you to give me the team that you think that Warsaw will lose to. What, which one of these three? Northwood, uh, Northridge, or Michigan City? I'm going to go with Michigan City. Ah, okay. okay. Going with the Wolves. I think, yeah, opening with that type of game is the one they could slip up with. So, uh, as we wrap up Warsaw Tigers, uh, there is a three-game stretch in the middle of the season that is absolutely crucial if they're going to have a successful campaign, especially when you talk about the NLC, and that is games four, five, and six, starting with Concord. Uh, That's a road game. Uh, it's always hard to play to win at Concord. Uh, and then they go on the road again in, in week five at Northwood. Again, that's a tough environment. Northwood, we already talked about them. Very good offense. And then you have Warsaw hosting, which I think possibly will decide the NLC and probably the game of the season for the NLC conference, and that is Warsaw and Mishwaka. Okay, folks, that is the Warsaw Tigers. All right, we got our last team from the NLC, the conference champions a year ago, the Concord Minutemen, coached by Craig Kohler, who has a 51-23 and winning record. Starting his eighth season with the Minutemen. So like I was saying, they... Went nine and two last year with their conference championship after going four and four in twenty twenty. So what a 
what a turnaround for this this program. They would end up losing the Mishawaka in the sectional, like we mentioned. They averaged 29 points a game, 79 rushing yards, and 206 passing yards. Defensively, uh, they gave about 14 points a game. Key losses, they're losing quite a bit. 15 starters and six going on to the college level for football, including Hunter Dutton, quarterback at Trine, Zavin Kultukin, Linebacker is going to play at Colgate. Returning, they have All-State and All-Conference. Armand Koltukin, sorry if I'm getting that wrong, senior linebacker who may also be starting at quarterback or running back. So I'm sure that's probably decided as the time of recording. They also bring back Titus Hackworth, a senior running back who was All-Conference honorable mention. Another honorable mention on the O-line, Makai Hall and Lance Army, both seniors. They also return All-State punter and kicker, which he's a a big weapon, Miguel Aguilar. Then Lance Army leads the front four, while Kultukin leads the linebackers. And another important linebacker is James Lewis, who's a senior. Secondary, they have Deshaun Emerson, Darren Decker, and Juan Ross, all seniors, leading the secondary. On offense, look for Concord to spread the rock around, airing it out. It'll be interesting to see who got the nod at starting quarterback. They have some inexperienced players at wide receiver, but senior Darren Decker will look to lead the way as he... Yeah, leads that group of the field. And then the backfield, I would say, is a strength with the three senior running backs. Defensively, they run a 4-3, and only three starters returning. So I'm going to chime in here. I think this is a precarious situation for the Minutemen. Um, I can't think of a time. It's been a while where uh, you literally are – the wide receiver core is unproven. Uh, I mean, the leading receiver, I think, has one catch for, like, 25 yards. Uh, that's unheard of for Concord. Usually there's always, you know, some production returning. Uh, as you just mentioned, the running back is the most experienced, skilled offensive player uh, coming back. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see knowing the history of Concord and how efficient they usually are in passing, uh, the big question is how fast can these new wide receivers come to fruition and make plays, you know, uh, and kind of put a, uh, um, some confidence in throwing the ball. Will, they, will Concord run the, run the ball more early in the season? to allow the quarterback to get comfortable and more confidence. Uh, I'm imagining you probably see more simple play calling, uh, easier, simple routes. Uh, and then, you know, as they get better toward, throughout the season, you know, open the playbook a little more and, and that kind of stuff. So very interesting with Concord this year on offense, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think, their coach has mentioned to the media that they'll probably go through some growing pains early. 
a team to watch out for in the postseason. They're always seem to like surprise depending on the year, of course. Um, let's see their schedule. And so they open with Elkhart. So always an interesting matchup. Um, then they travel to Bogo to face Jimtown. And then Concord is looking to make it four straight wins over Jimtown. And then they open out NLC play at Northwood, which that's a big matchup. And then following week, the Warsaw Tigers come to Dunlap to face off. Both games are intriguing and have a lot of early implications for the conference race. And then week seven, they travel to Northridge. And Mishawaka will come to Dunlap as well in week eight. Then they close the season at Plymouth. Wow, look at that schedule. Uh, I It just hit me how tough those, those first four games are. Elkhart, Jimtown, Northwood, Warsaw. It's like... Where where do you where do you catch your breath in those first four games if you're Concord? That is a tough stretch, especially for a young team that's trying to find itself, uh, find its identity. Um, guys who uh, haven't had a lot of uh, experience uh, being on the field and uh, you know getting thrown into to the lake uh, right from the get go. So uh, after Warsaw, you can kind of. Take a little breath. Uh, no offense to Wallace C, but they're they're just not. Um, you know, they're still kind of rebuilding there. Uh, and then Goshen, and then you take a two two week kind of take a deep breath there, and then you're right back with defending uh, state runner up Northridge and Mishawaka. That's a two two game stretch right there. That's very difficult. So I look at their schedule. There's really six games on their schedule that is like, those are tough. It's not going to be easy, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think big picture-wise, that's no offense, I think I, to Concord and their great fan base, I think they're going to take a step back in the conference standings this year. Um, I see them at five wins before sectional. I think that's that would be a pretty good season considering what they're losing. Under Coach Kuehler's, um leadership since 2015, there has been a pattern developing. Now, if you're a Concord fan, fan, you know very well what I'm talking about. 2015, the record was eight wins to three loss. The following year, 2016, it went down. Six wins to four losses. 2017 went back up. Ten wins, two losses. 2018 went down, six wins, six losses. 2019, eight wins, two losses. 2020, four and four. 2021, nine and two. So you see the pattern. It's win a lot of games, followed by uh, net the following year is uh, rebuilding, and then the next year is win a lot of games, followed by rebuilding. So, by or sell, Concord will continue this pattern of good season followed by a mediocre season for 2022. I will buy it. I think, yeah, it's just tough with where their conference is and the top-heavy teams. Yeah, I think I'm buying it. Five wins 
and a possible sixth win in the sectionals if they get a good draw. But, yeah, I think they're going to take a slight step back and kind of keep up with that trend, unfortunately. I'm fired up, Will. Uh, I think this will be an exciting NLC season and, of course, Fairfield and their their quest to repeat in their division. I like in no particular order Northwood, Warsaw, and Mishawaka as the top tier of the NLC. I could see all these teams winning outright or being a part of a two-way or even a three-way tie. The tier below them, I have Northridge, Concord, um, and Goshen kind of in the middle. I would say Northridge is probably maybe even a little bit above those two this year. Uh, with that being said, Concord is the last team to repeat as conference champions. Champions. They won the NLC from 2010 to 2013, as well as sharing it in 2012 with Plymouth. Here's a little history nugget for you, Will. Since the NLC began 1964, 37 out of the 57 NLC champs went undefeated. So eight years, there have been two-way two-way ties. The last one in the 2020 season when Mishawak and Warsaw shared it. And then there's been three years with a three-way tie, which I thought was kind of fascinating. The last one was Concord, Northwood, and Wallace C. They shared the conference crown. That was back in 04. We were still in high school. Is it possible we have one of those again? I don't know, Will. What do you think? Uh, you know what? Good question. Uh, so I'm going to lean no. I think, I think there are a few games this season that if you're a local fan, high school football fan, uh, you got a schedule, you got a circle on your schedule, and that's, you know, whenever Northwood, Mishawaka, and Warsaw play each other this season, those are big-time games because they are going to settle who is going to uh, ultimately win the NLC Conference this year. Uh, really like Northwood's offense. Um, I think Mishawaka has probably... Probably the strongest uh, line uh, line play in the conference, um, and uh, you know Warsaw is Warsaw. So you know it's going to be an exciting uh, season, and we'll see how it shakes out uh, for this for this year. We want to wish all uh, the coaches, players, managers, training staff, marching bands, and all the people involved with these programs, a safe and great season. Uh, We would like to publicly thank the numerous football coaches for taking their time with us as we prepare content for this podcast show. Thank you for listening. Please come out on Friday night to support local high school football. There's nothing better than Friday Night Lights here in Michigan. Stay tuned next week as I preview the Northern Indiana Conference. Please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. That helps us grow the show. Also, follow The Will and Aaron Show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for updates. You can find links in our show notes. Thanks for listening. Signing off from The Will and Aaron Show.